If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A. Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch. We stay winning. Oh, man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man, man, you know I had to. Sometimes I laugh with God about how you can't stop me. I'm his darkest angel, probably, but he still got me. Good evening. Up first, come on, y'all, with the Clown Hour. I'm the creator of the sports blog, the Clown Times, the Clowns to Fill with a K, by the way. And you'll be able to find my sports blog and everything on the web. Just do a search for www.theclowntimes.net. Again, that's Clowns Spell with a K. you also find me on Facebook, after the Fool, on my uh, Facebook page. Just uh, do a search for the Clown Times, and you'll be able to find me there as well. Well, we had some technical difficulties Tuesday uh, when we tried to do an NBA preview, and um, we're giving the second shot tonight, so hopefully Groundhog Day uh, won't occur. But at any rate, I'm going to preview this uh, this NBA upcoming season with my man Chris Lupe and possibly Dwayne Nash from the Yard slash HBCU Sports. So Chris Lupe is online. So Chris, what's up, brother? Everything working? Hey, it is. How are you? Oh, thank you. Thank the freaking Lord. Great. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to have you back, dude. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Uh, no problem. All right, goody, goody. Well, Dwayne's going to join us momentarily, but we're going to get the party started. Uh, what we're going to do, Chris, we're going to give our, I guess, eight playoff teams uh, from each conference. And um, if, 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 if we have time, we could just say, okay, who's going to, when each East Division whatnot and uh who our champ is gonna be. Does that sound good? Okay. That'll work for me. Cool. All right, brother. So let's start on the Eastern Conference. Um you know, with everything going on, you know, with LeBron going back to Cleveland and this whole I'm coming home bullshit that we hear on the radio a lot and on promos at ESPN. Um I think that that would put Cleveland over the top, obviously, uh, even though I kind of vacillated between Cleveland and Chicago, to be honest with you, about who's going to finish the top dog in the Eastern Conference. I just mm-hmm. do not trust Derrick Rose's knee, knees, <laughs> plural, knees. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I would put Chicago on top of Cleveland because I think that Cleveland – will have some type of long transition period. Well, not long, but, you know, they have an adjustment period they have to make. Meanwhile, Chicago, save for the few new faces such as Paul Gasol, which I thought was a huge pickup in the offseason, yeah. will help their offense tremendously. 
uh, and all the add to a record from big front court, they pretty much have found their way outside of Derrick Rose. And even if Derrick Rose is healthy, like maybe 80%, 70 to 80% of the season, they, they're skilled enough to get by, if that makes sense. So if it weren't for Derrick Rose's bulky knees, I easily put Chicago at the top of the Eastern Conference heap. But here's my top eight in terms of my predicted playoff uh, participants in the Eastern Conference from one to eight. Cleveland, Chicago, Toronto would be the third seed. Charlotte would be my fourth seed. That's that that's my huge uh, put-up-a-shut-up pick. Miami would be the fifth seed. Indiana would be the sixth seed. Washington would be the seventh seed. And my beloved Knicks, who got the asses kit last night, would be the eighth seed. Um, basically, I, I you know, as far as the division winners go, I think the Raptors will win the, the, the Atlantic. You know, they, they practically returned the same team from last season. And those guys are young. Those cats are hungry. Those cats are very good. And, of course, the search I got Cleveland, of course. And last one in the, east of the southeast, in the southeast division, like I said, I got the Hornets, the old school Hornets, man, winning, the, winning that division over Miami and Washington. Um, what put me, what, what, you know, the reason why I'm not that big on Miami and the southeastern uh, division is because I don't trust Dwayne Wade's health. That's the only reason why I don't have Miami winning the Southeast Division. Um, I do like what Charlotte's doing. It's something to be said, too, about energy, you know, everything coming together, the perfect storm. Charlotte gets the Hornets, Monica back. They brought back the old-school teal and purple. Um, they signed Kimball Walker to a big extension uh, to go up Alex Jefferson, who's a baller down low. And they brought in my man, crazy-ass Lance Stevenson, to give him grit, heart, and, and ruggedness on on both ends of, of, of the floor. And I like their coach, Steve Clifford, a lot too. So basically, I think Charlotte's trending up, and I think that, you know, that will put him over the top of like, over Miami and the Washington team, who I think is going to be very, very good as well. I'm not going to totally sleep, uh, sleep on Washington. It's just that, you know, Bradley Bill's out for the first few weeks of the season, maybe month of the season. With, like coming back from an injury, and you know, like I said, I just, I just like what Charlotte's doing. So, what say you, my man, in the Eastern Conference? What do you, like, who do you have? Well, well, um, I'm gonna say mine's gonna look slightly different from yours. Um, I do think Got that uh, Derrick Rose will survive. Okay. Okay. So, I hope so. And, I hope so. So, I'm gonna go um, play Chicago's number one. I'd say Cleveland would be number two. I think it would be – but um, even if Derrick Rose – I do believe even if Derrick Rose is gets hurt for part of the season, um, mm-hmm. they've been able to work life with him. Yes, I think they'll be fine. Um, right. I'm going to say Miami is third. Um, again, you know, I do – Dwayne Wade is a big piece of that, you know, if he can survive or not. But then again, now they've got um, a guard down there. Uh, who can sell uh, mm. him? Um, I'm going to say Indiana. No, Charlotte at four. Indiana at five. They seem to always hang around. Um, yeah. New York Knicks at six. I think they'll figure it out. I mean, I know I watched them the other night. Um, well, last night had trouble with the triangle offense, but they'll they'll figure that out. Um, 
Washington. I hope so. Seven. And then um, uh-huh. I went ahead and put um, the Boston Celtics at number eight. Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. I think they'll be back. Wow. Yeah, I think wow. they'll be back. Wow, you feel the green, huh? <laughs> Something about them, they always seem to, 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 to rise to the occasion. You know, so I know they've been doing some rebuilding, but I think I have a feeling they'll be back. You know, depending on when – if Ray John Rondo comes back and can play, that'll be that'll help. Right. You know. Um, right. I think the Knicks will win um, the Atlantic Division um, probably pretty easily. I don't know that Brooklyn can um, or Toronto will really contest them at all. Uh, I'm give Chicago yeah. the Central. It'll be close, but I'm still going to give it to them. And then I think that um, Miami, if they can keep their act together, they can win the Southeast yeah. Division. If they can't okay. keep their act together, Charlotte and Washington are right there. Right. I wish Atlanta right. would get their act together, but that's not going to happen this season. No. And plus, I, I think Atlanta has a bunch of bad karma going on right now with what the owner said. The oh, majority yeah. of the owner said in the Austin which I didn't think was that big of a deal, but that's just me. And um, and and Danny Ferry, what, like what he said as well, which was pretty stupid. But, mm-hmm. but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I I agree with that. You know, they got some some um, they have some internal things they need to deal with. And I don't. And the thing is that ownership group down there. Um, I don't know how committed they are. I mean, this guy didn't even try to fight. You know, these are things that happened in 2012, and he didn't try to fight them. You know, so it doesn't mm-hmm. tell me that. You know, it doesn't. I don't think he's got any heart. So I think they were probably just ready to get out of it. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. That's interesting. So let's go back to Boston for a minute. <laughs> um, I agree that Ray John Rondo is one of the best point guards in the NBA when healthy. I agree with you on that. And believe it or not, I believe in that coach. I remember him coaching Butler uh, through those like the back-to-back Final Four appearances. Almost beat Duke, as a matter of fact, one of those years. Um, I, 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 I mean, help me out here, bro. I mean – Aside from Rondo, and I think they got Jeff Green, I guess. Who who else could could step up to the plate and 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 get them help and get them towards the playoff spot? Well, look at the Eastern Conference. Who else in the Eastern Conference can hit a number eight spot? If you oh, think yeah. about it, I think <laughs> about point, yeah. This, I mean, if if they're in eighth place, they can still be a sub five hundred team in Eastern Conference. Sure, sure. You know, so we're not sure, talking about the West. I mean, the West is going to be totally different. So, I mean, from mm-hmm. my standpoint, you know, any of those teams, like any of those teams that are that are bottom feeders in the Eastern Conference, besides the ones that are going mm-hmm. to make the top eight, can have a shot. I mean, Milwaukee has a shot. Uh, Detroit, well, Milwaukee has a shot. Um, Brooklyn has a shot. But I just, I don't know. It's the, I'm just going to go ahead with the Boston Magic. You know, maybe I, I might be proven wrong later in, in the season. I'm okay right. with that, but I just have a feeling they're going to be there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, as a lifelong Knicks fan, which means that I'm a lifelong Celtics hater, uh, <laughs> I hope that's not the case. Um, but you're bullish on my Knicks, though. That's another thing I want to hit on. You're real bullish on my Knicks. So I know you you grew up a Bulls fan, which means you love yourself some uh, 
Phil Jackson the triangle offense, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I admire Phil Jackson for what he did for the Knicks before we were born, but he's a bull. <laughs> so I just hope that he can work his big triangle magic, um, his zen-like magic on, on the team because we sure as hell need it. And I'm not going to freak out what happened last night when I got the asses kicked by your bulls. I think your bulls mm-hmm. are that good. Personally, I think the Knicks will have a little adjustment here with the triangle, but I think they'll be fine. Um, but I, I just, I'm looking at, I'm just, I'm thinking about Toronto from last season. And granted, they may have caught us all by surprise. They won 48 games, and they, <clears throat> they frankly should have beaten Brooklyn in the first round of the playoffs last year. But um, I just think that I guess Toronto. What I'm trying to say is Toronto is younger. And they seem to be hungry. Maybe they won't sneak up with cats this year, but I think they're just – I think from having that postseason taste last year, I think they're going to come back hungrier. Yeah, with DeMar DeRozan still healthy and still playing good, too. I mean, that also helps. So, yeah. I mean, it's like with them in Washington, you hope it's just not a one-year wonder thing. Right. We haven't seen any consistency out of those clubs. I mean, granted, they both have young players, but we haven't seen any consistency. Right. Yeah, I feel on that. So, uh, so I, I miss your in. We have Indiana. Do you have Indiana in the playoffs at all? Hey, number five, right behind Charlotte. Number five, Indiana, gotcha. New sorry, York, then Washington, then my sleeper pick of the year, Boston. Right. Right. I will say this, man. We we all gave Indiana hell last season, and deservedly so, because they didn't show any heart down the stretch. They didn't show any heart in the playoffs, to be honest with you. I think that um, if, if Washington was a bit older and more experienced, it would have taken out Indiana. Um, but I think Indiana will come back, to your point, with a chip on its shoulder. I think that um, them not having Paul George for most of the season – and, you know, they, they're well-coached. They got good yeah. guys that play for them, even though, like I said, they needed a heart transplant last season. I saw David Weston and, 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 uh, and, and Stevenson. Um, I think that they'll be back, and I don't think they're going anywhere. Those guys are too good to fall on the face of the earth, you know, because of what happened to their superstar player. Um, so as far as my Eastern Conference winner goes, I forgot to mention this. Mm-hmm. Again, what kept me from picking Chicago, and I was headed in that direction, is like I said, I'm just too gun shy over Derrick Rose. Like, but as I said earlier, I like Derrick Rose a lot, and I and I hope that I'm proven wrong by this because I'm tired of this LeBron James crap going on, this mania going on, this love fest. I I just want to see him just him get knocked off. So. I have to go with Cleveland, like I said, because and, – and I know you disagree with me on that one because of what you said about Chicago, but I just don't trust his knees, man. I, I just I, – I hope that I'm wrong. I just I just don't trust his knees. That's the only reason why I'm picking Cleveland over Chicago. Well, as, uh, and, that's, that's, and the thing is it's going to be neck and neck between those two, same division. Yeah, I agree. But I agree with that. I'm going to go ahead with the – it's got to be this year for him. You know, I mean, three seasons in a row would be horrible, you know, for him to to not be able to play. So I've got to believe that he's going to hang in there. Got to. Right. 
Yeah. So 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 you have so you have Chicago repping the uh uh repping the East basically. Is that right? Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> I tell you well I say this man, the East is gonna be fascinating as hell to watch, man. I yeah. mean it's it, I mean it's so wide open. Now you got LeBron back in Cleveland, you got Derrick Rose trying to come back with a vengeance and Chicago reloading with uh Paul Gasol. And Jettison, uh what's his name? Uh call us Bruce's overrated ass. And you know, Joachim Noah coming to his own, Josh Tosh Gibson coming to his own. They got rough riders. And also you, you have, have to uh, believe Yeah. You have to believe that with LeBron James leaving uh Miami, that kind of leveled the playing but added some parity, you know, to the Oh um, yeah, oh yeah they did. You know, unfortunately it's all in the in the central division. Um, but right. they added some parity. I mean, now, you know, Miami will be successful, but, you know, are they going to be as dominant as they were before? Probably not. You've um, elevated. With just that move, elevated. You hurt Miami, elevated Cleveland, and with Derrick Rose coming back, and that elevates Chicago. Uh, we'll see. Um, so those three teams are going to be the, the big dogs until um, Indiana can get um, where they were before, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, seriously, you know, you talk about the first after you get beyond four, I mean, because Charlotte, you know, we all hope that uh, Jordan can do work his magic and keep those guys playing. Um, sure. You get beyond that, you know, beyond those teams, you know, it's a toss-up. You know, we're both hoping that um, this is the year for New York to come back, but it might not be. Maybe they might have to wait a year, you know, drop, get rid of some of their players, and get some players in there that. It'll fit the triangle better, you know. Um, right. Maybe this won't be their year. You know, maybe they have to wait another couple of years before they can get to that point, you know. Um, but you know, we put the, our stock in Phil Jackson. That's what we're doing. You know, I've never been a Knicks fan, but I'm going to be watching them now because I know. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those college years, bro. I remember the Jordan and Ewing years, man. We went at it, brother. I, I remember yeah. those years quite fondly. <laughs> yeah. Back when and the NBA was the NBA. You know me long enough to, if I tried to pretend it, I would, you'd call me out on it. So I might as well tell the truth. Oh, I would. Yeah. I, hey, first of all, first of all, I take the temperature. And secondly, I ask you, who are you? What the hell did you do with Blue Pay? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you stay know me true, long brother. enough. Stay true. Yes, sir. <laughs> So, speaking of competitive, you watch. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? They're up. We're up seven on 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 Cleveland. How about that? I think our houses beat by Chicago last night. So maybe they someone lit a fire under them. Who knows? Let's head to the Western Conference. Speaking of competitiveness, by far the superior conference. I think we both agree on that. Um, yeah. But here's how I got the West shaping out, bro. First of all, let me give you my top eight who I think will be in the playoffs. Number one, the Los Angeles Clippers. I think it's their time. I think they got that, that dumbass bigot out of town, Donald Sterling, and that cat bought the team for $2 million, whatever his name is. And I think there's a bunch of good vibes going on. I heard that Blake Griffin's developing a reliable jump shot. And you know Chris Paul's come back hungrier. And they're coached by one of the best coaches in the business, not named Pop, Brad Popovich and uh, – Doc Rivers, someone I know who you appreciate being for South Side Chicago. Um, 
the second place team, San Antonio Spurs, the defending champs. They're never going to count those cats out. I don't care if they're all on on Geritol. I don't care if they're, they're all AARP team. They're the Spurs. They're the champs. They put in work every night. They're ballers. My third place team would be the the would, would be OKC. I think I think not having Kevin Kevin Durant the first month or so in the season would hurt in the sense that it's it's a very competitive conference. If they're in the East, they'll win the they'll they'll to, like uh, I would think that they'll win it going away easily if they're in the East. But you know, and and, and also I think Russell Westbrook. He'll show everybody why he should be the man. I think he's the alpha dog on that team. I think Kevin Durant, he, I mean, he's obviously the reigning MVP, and he's also alpha dog in his own right, but I think Russell Westbrook wants it more, and I think it's going to prove to everyone why he is the man. In fourth place, I got Golden State Warriors. I love the Splash Brothers. Uh, it's, just, it's just interesting to me how Steve Kerr, it's gonna write. It's gonna like command the ship as far as uh, him being the new coach goes. I, I still did not like the way Golden State got rid of Mark Jackson. I thought that was always a bullshit, petty bullshit with management. It is what it is. Fifth place team got Houston. Sixth place team got the Dallas Mavericks. I got them up there. I love, I love their coach Mark Carl. I mean uh, Rick Rick Carlisle. Excuse me. I think I think he's also one of the better coaches in this league. Uh, the 17th, the 7th place team is Portland. The 8th place team has got the Memphis Grizzlies, which would be one hell of an eight seed to face in the, in the first round. Uh, but they just don't have any offense. They, they, they could defend. They could rebound. They're rugged. They're rough. They're street ballers. But they, they can't score worth a damn. So my division winners would be the Spurs won the Southwest Division, the Thunder won the Northwest Division, the Clippers won the Pacific, I got the Clippers coming out the West, man. I, like I said, I, I think this is their time. I think they'll get over that hump. And I think they'll take San Antonio in seven games. Which leads to my NBA champion. Drummer, please. It's not LeBron. It's the L.A. Clippers. I think that this is the year, man. Like I said before, I know I sound like a broken record, but getting that bigot out of town, it's going to make – it's already it's, – one that's already working down 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 in, down in uh, Clipperland. They're no longer the little brothers to the Lakers. They're no longer the laughingstock of the league. They're well coached. They got one of the best point guards in the game in Chris Paul. And like I said, if if if, if Blake Griffin falls through with that reliable jump shot, it's a wrap. I think it's a wrap. They're too athletic. They're too big. They're too strong for anybody in the East and for you know most teams in the West. So that's how I see it, brother. This is the Clippers' year. Who you got coming out of the West? San Antonio. Okay. Um, got the Clippers at number two. I think they're good, but I don't think that uh, as long as San Antonio is playing the way they've been playing, it's going to be hard to knock them down. Okay? Right. My third place team is the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. Oh. Shock to me, but I put that I say <laughs> that because Oklahoma City is going to have okay. a rough time for a while. So I got them at number four. Following them, the Dallas Mavericks. I think they can. Right. I can think that the team that they're putting together, especially with JJ Barea coming back, 
to an offense that he knows and a situation that he said that he feels comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. Parsons, I think he'll get his legs underneath him. Uh, we've already got uh, Tyson Chandler back. Um, so I would say they're solid fifth seed. I think that's a pretty good middle of the road. Um, followed by Houston and Golden State. And number eight, um, I had, kind of had a toss-up. Um, a toss-up would be the New Orleans or Memphis. I mean, Memphis seems to always show up, but I think New Orleans has got a – they've got the opportunity to really do well. You know, so um, – and plus I like the unibrow. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're going with, with the Pelicans, huh? I'm going with the Pelicans. All right. Um, as far as coming out of Northwest Division, Portland, I love the way I love the way they played last year. Wow. So I'm going to give them the, the nod for that. Uh, the Clippers, I'm with you as far as coming out of Pacific, hands down. And San Antonio Spurs will, I believe, will be the team that'll take the um, Southwest Division. And um, which brings me to what I hate to say. And uh, this pains me more than you can possibly imagine living here. I'm picking San Antonio to come out of the West again. Uh-oh. <laughs> and not only are they going to come out of the West, <laughs> I think that I'm picking them to come out on top. Oh, so you're picking them to win it all. You're picking them, picking to, them to, to repeat. repeat. I, I don't wow. like saying that. Um, I don't like that, and I'm hoping that I'm wrong. <laughs> I actually hope that you're right that the Clippers are the ones that come out. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think that um, you know, the Clippers had some other issues besides the Donald Sterling thing. You know, you can see it on right. the court. You know, they needed some. They need. I think the experience going through the playoffs helped them, but they need to develop some heart too. You know, there was right. there's last there's times in the season where you could even see how um, even playing Golden State, you know, the heart wasn't in it. You know, um, so they need to they need to develop some heart. So they had a damn bigot, like, that's why. <laughs> well, you know what? That could have been it. You know, that could have been it. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, as long as they can all stay healthy, you know. And um, I like the I like the way they play. You know, especially when they were able to overtake the Lakers and make the Lakers look bad. You know, in their right. own building. Yeah, but yes. Unless somebody in the West can show me something, San Antonio, like the New England Patriots, you know they keep coming, they keep coming. Right. You can't kill them. That's for sure. The team cock. I think every every sports league has a team cockroach. You can't kill them. Um, obviously, in the NBA, I think that team would be San Antonio, and and the NFL, to your point, is the Patriots, and in Major League Baseball, it's the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, all teams that on paper. Or San Francisco Giants, yeah, three World Series in five years. How about that? But, um, I mean, if you look at those teams on paper, you figure there's no damn way. They have no damn business winning this many games competing. That's hard to do. But they always do. That comes from having a great organization, great talent, great leadership, great coaching. Uh, There's nothing but mad respect to half of those teams. But you just can't kill those motherfuckers. You can't. You can't yeah. kill those cats, man. But anyway, um, keep coming. But, right, you just keep coming. But uh, let me ask you something. You go. Um, 
we'll circle back to speaking of the, speaking of the Clippers, sort of. What's happened to the Lakers, man? Oh. I mean, it's like they 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 got Kobe Bryant and a bunch of scrubs. I mean, it's it's what's 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 happened to that franchise? And just two, it's just three years. Oh. Yeah, it's something I never thought I would see. You know, in my lifetime, I mean, can you think about um, what makes the Lakers the Lakers? You know, Showtime, you know, right? The desire to play out there, you know, the 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 the, the winning heritage, the winning pedigree. And yeah, for them to fall off so fast, you know, it's not even it wasn't even a gradual flip. It was a yeah, no, it's just quick. And quick the thing is, it's not like they're in disarray right now, you know. And who would right. I would never expected this. You know, and the thing is, it's got to be some something at the top, you know, because, I mean, you think about these other organizations that we've been talking about, they're solid at right. the top. You know, so it's got to be something up there, which, you know, I don't know the answer. You know, I think, you know, part of the drama of, you know, Phil Jackson, yes, Phil Jackson, no. Um, we're bringing him in, then we're going to fight. We're going to bring in D'Antoni. You know, he wasn't really the most popular coach with the, with the, um, with the players anyway. You know, Brian Mike Brown, you know, he uh he was good but was he good enough to be the Lakers coach? You know, did anybody want to come play with him? You know, they did not pull in a marquee name and they pulled Phil Jackson back. Uh that probably would have helped yeah. them. It was drama at the top. So I don't know what's going on with them and now they're laughing stock of the West. And they're like the Clipper contract that they gave Kobe Bryant was insane, you know. Um Yeah. Insane. Yeah, you know, that was so, a bad contract. I don't know. I'm, I'm just. I, I'm curious to see what happens with them. What do you think yeah, happens? I mean, dude, I think was well, two words. Jim Bus. I hmm. think he took his daddy's team and put that shit right in the crapper. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> it's just like, I mean, here, here's the deal. This this fool. Okay, first of all, let's let's just back up a few years ago. After Phil Jackson retires, he brings in uh, a recently fired at the time, Mike Brown, when he got fired by Cleveland. Right. Okay, so they brought him in. Granted, the man knows his thing, stuff about defense, but he can't – he doesn't know offense. I mean, hell, he couldn't couldn't have – I mean, let's put it this way. The way he coaches offense is similar to my four-year-old ass and four of my friends from college, you included, ball on the NBA court. That's how bad he doesn't know offense, okay? Um, and, of course, that meant that he would have clashed with Kobe Bryant. You know, I mean, Kobe Bryant would become the de facto offensive coordinator, for crying out loud. Then you add on top of that a bulky uh, – bringing in Dwight Howard, who I know I was, I was, I was arguing – well, not arguing. I was I was I was debating over Twitter with my man, uh, Eddie Masonette third, aka Ed Sports fan, about the White Hair earlier today. I I call him soft. Eddie disagrees with me, saying that talent wise, at least from a talent standpoint, all but maybe two teams would love to have him. Um, I don't. I'm not believing the White Howard, which is why I'm not the bullshit on him. But 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 that's beside the point. Point is, is that. He never meshed well with Kobe. Kobe's serious. He's about business. Dwight Howard wants to act the fool. He wants to have fun, 
these young cameras have fun, but there comes a time and place for that shit. And plus, mm-hmm. it didn't help that it just didn't help that the White House played with a bad back. I understand that, but the fact of the matter is, is that Laker management should have done their homework on that, and not more, and not sell the farm to bring in the White House the way they did, only to let him go for nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, let's put because because I guarantee to you this: if they would have done the right thing, what they should have done. And this is not 2020 talk, and this, I was saying this at the time, and meaning other people as well, probably you included. They should have brought back Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson wanted to come back. He wanted to come back to coach the Lakers. And I believe that if Phil Jackson was there, I, still, I think that the White House would remain the Laker. I, I believe that from the bottom of my heart because, mm-hmm. I mean, you get, if you have a combination of the White Howard and Paul Gasol at the time, that would have been perfect fit for the triangle. You can't tell me that would have been a perfect fit for the for, like, for, for, for the triangle. I mean, what won Jackson's last few titles in L.A. was the fact that L.A. was bigger than everybody else. They had a big front court, athletic front court. Oh. They ran the triangle to almost to, to perfection. Um, and so, I mean, Mike D'Antoni, seriously? Seriously. That's Jim Buss because Jim Buss, oh. And, and and Phil Jackson never really got along because Phil Jackson is shocking up with, with Jim's sister, Jeannie Buss, which, who I think should be really on the franchise. But that's another story. Um, but, I, like I said, look no further. Jim Buss starts at the top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I know his daddy is turning his grave right now. Like, some make, turning somersaults in his grave because – he just running this. He's just running this proud franchise to the ground, man. That's what's going on, and I feel bad for Lakers fans too because that's the that's a glamour franchise. You can't have one your glamour franchise is sucking the way it is right now. Exactly. You know, I agree. So that's with that. how I feel about that. So it's like I said, just it's a damn shame. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say they stink right now. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so let's go back to the Northwest Division right quick. You have Portland winning that division. So are you that down on on um, Kevin Durant's injury, the effect they have on the Thunder, or do you just believe in Portland that much? Uh, well, I, I, I the injury I think is bad timing. You know, how, how long is uh-huh. it? At least eight weeks. At least two, at least two months. Yeah, at least two months. At least okay, months how many games months. is that? Uh, probably a whole lot. <laughs> okay. So yeah. the thing is, I think that I, I think they're a good team, but he's the heart and soul of it. Um, right. We'll see if Westbrook can carry them, but um, Portland was well oiled last year, and I think they're going right. to be well oiled this year. Um, Kevin Durant will come back, but that'll probably screw up the chemistry a little bit because they would have gotten used to playing, you know, two months without him. Um, sure. Yeah, I think they. I, I I think that they're going to dig themselves in a hole that's going to take them a while to get out of. You know, if Portland gets on an early roll, then they're going to be in um, Oklahoma City is going to be chasing them the whole time. Mm. And being as Portland can beat them, you know, as long as they stay healthy. You know, I, I, after watching right. them last year, I truly believe that unless they really fall off this year. 
I mean, they they showed me that they were a force to be reckoned with. Watching that last playoff series right. that they were in. I mean, they, yeah. they got a lot of heart. They do. And they're young, and I like I like the foundation. Um, you know, I, I it's nothing there's nothing not to like about Portland except for, in my opinion, except for their lack of experience. I, I think they got that they, they got some level of experience against uh, in the playoffs last season, but but that's about it. You know what I mean? So this was that's how I feel about that. Um, all it takes is all it takes is a game. We got extra game right here. All it takes is an extra game to go differently than did last year, you know. Right. Um, and some of that comes from experience. You know, they got they got a taste of it. Um, and if you look at uh, the way Oklahoma City's progression was through the Western Conference, they took they, they took a step. They made it to the playoffs and they won a couple of series right. and they won it. They made it to the champion to the um the uh, Western Conference Finals, and they made it to the finals. I mean, they've taken steps. The other teams that can do the same thing, and they're waiting in the wings to do it. I think, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, Portland really impressed me. You know, really impressed me. Well, there you go. Um, so I think we're agreement. We're agreement pretty much over the um, for the Southwest Division for the most part. Um, I, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm wondering, do you think, and let me just throw this, this is just one of those, just one of those deep thought-like questions. Do you think if San Antonio wins it this year, do you think everyone's going to walk away? Like, do you think that uh, Greg Popovich, Coach Coach Popovich, uh, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, well, not, not well, maybe not Tony Parker because he's still rather young, but uh, Manny Ginobili, do you think those guys are gonna walk gonna just ride off to the sunset if they win another title, which would be I think the sixth title? Can you believe that? Six rings. Yeah. Like again, like I said, <laughs> I don't like thinking about it. But um that's <laughs> <laughs> a nightmare scenario. But um I, if they win no, I think they'd come back again. At least Greg Popovich would. I think I could see Tim Duncan retiring. Uh, I could see Manny Ginobili retiring. Um, mm. But I, but I think that uh, Popovich would stay and Tony Parker would stay, and they just keep rolling. And in fact, um, I also mm-hmm. see a scenario where the Dallas Mavericks beat them again. I mean, Dallas, I put them in fifth because I'm I still think that they're an unknown quantity, but. They have pieces that are similar to the team that they put together um, in 2012 when they were unknown quantity, and they went to the finals, and no one saw that coming. You know when they marched through the Lakers and they marched and they they beat up on San Antonio, you know, and mm-hmm. I think they also played Memphis that year too. So um, right. they have a team that's similarly put together, you know. But but um, yeah, if 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 San Antonio does run the table and do that, I could see Tim Duncan finally just walking away. Hmm. What else would he need you know, to do? You know? Right, he has six rings. He would have six rings. He has as many as Michael Jordan. More than um, – he obviously has more than Chakra, but more than Kobe Bryant. And he's hmm. one of those unsung superstars, man, because you never hear about him. 
maybe because of the market he's in, maybe because of San Antonio, but he takes pay cuts to keep the team together. Mm-hmm. And you never really hear about him. He just quietly does his thing. You know, he doesn't, he's not boisterous. He, has, he shows rather damn good sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time that I've watched him, and I do, I just remember him growing up in North Carolina and went to Salem, you know, where Wake Forest University is located, him starting for the Deacons. And I thought there was something about him, special about him back way back then. I, I knew there was something about him that was special way back then. I just never in my in my wildest dreams sort of match could imagine that he would be on the cusp of possibly winning his sixth rank. That, to me, is remarkable. <laughs> I mean, it really is. And, you know, there was talk, remember from last year, there was talk that he and maybe Popovich may have walked away last year when, when they won their fifth. But to your point, I think that Tim Duncan does have some left in the tank. Uh, I think this, I think some tell me that this may be his last hurrah. Uh, he's 38 years young, and I know that he's younger than us. And I know that he's a relatively young man, like, like relatively speaking, but not in the basketball sense. Um, I think this may be it. I think this may be the last run for the Spurs. And especially if they get that sixth ring, I think uh, I think it's going to be one of those, like, you know, probably got brand new back kind of, uh, kind of thing in terms of, you know, the, the old team is walking out and, New cats have to step up to the plate, but uh, yeah, I got one more thing to add. Um, I, I have a dark course for both conferences. I just, it just, this just popped, this just popped in my head. Um, I got here's my dark course for for the Eastern Conference. Ready to brace yourself? You sitting down? It's Miami. <laughs> I think Miami is my dark horse. I think it all depends on Dwayne Wade's health. Uh, I think Chris Bosch is, you know, he was balling out of his mind last night, so, so they're Wade. And they're well coached. I, I love Mark Sports as a coach. You know, coaching all those stars and Eagles for the last few seasons is more than just rolling out the ball in the middle of the court and, get, and tell them to, to go play. You got to manage uh-huh. those Eagles. You got to show them that you know what the hell you're doing. And it helps that Sportster has the protege who has his back and the great Pat Riley. Um, so that's my door course for the East. My door course for the West. Yeah, you can't really. Well, I I can't really call OKC a door course because they're contenders. They're perennial contenders. So I'm just gonna go with the Warriors. I I, I okay. just love I love the Splash Brothers. I love the Splash Brothers, and the front court is very good. It's very athletic, especially they're healthy. I just don't know about Steve Kerr. I don't know how it would be as a coach. Um, so so that's, that's how I see it. So, so, so what say you? What are your dog horses? Yeah, I was wondering if you were ever going to say anything about um, Golden State. Um, let me see. Dark Horse and Eastern Conference. Who was yours again? Yeah, was Miami. Miami. Um, yeah. I still see them as a, as a major player. I think um, sure. my dark horse would be um, Washington Bullets because mm-hmm. they inexperienced, you know, still trying to figure stuff out. What happens if they do? What happens if they right. actually get it figured out this year? 
you know, they then they could be, you know, looking for those know, cats are talented. Exactly. They just need to figure it out. Yeah. What happens if they do? Then there will be they, then there'll be the unknown quantity that you know we seven we've got them seven seed eight seed no seed they could be fighting for third fourth you know a, a fifth or sixth seed fourth fifth or sixth seed, right. something like that. Um, in yeah. the West, yeah, I, I I'm gonna say Dallas is my dark horse because mm-hmm. I was talking about the Spurs, I mean, they've proven that they can beat the Spurs. They only lost by one point to start the season um, right. to them. If they get in a roll, you know, if they get it all figured out with their team, they could be the ones, you know, at the top of the conference again that no one saw. Mm-hmm. And you plus, know, they're the only team that really challenged the Spurs. Hmm? Right, they're the only team that challenged the Spurs. Yeah. Right. And, and so they're and the only they team that challenged the Spurs in the playoffs last year. Think of the seven games. Seven games. They're only one. Only one. And and they it they seem to be able to right. if they can play defense. That's the thing. I mean, cause a lot of the teams in the West are offensive juggernauts. You know, they can hit the threes, you know, they have multiple people who can, you know, slash the hole right. and dunk it. But like but if they can play consistent defense and hold the teams down, then yeah, they've got a shot. They'll have a shot. So I'll make Dallas my dark horse. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, brother. It's going to be one hell of a season. And uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very ex- – I'm freaking excited, man. I know you are, especially for your Bulls. So, um, <laughs> yo, man, hey. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. I was totally – I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay, yeah, so sorry about that. But thanks again, man, for having my back. Thanks again for coming back on short notice. I know we had technical difficulties Tuesday night, so thanks for manning up and coming back and making this a great podcast, man. Appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right, man. Hey, I'll keep keep in touch with you throughout the season, bro. Take care. All right, you too. Have a good one. All right. Oh six, peace out. That's my man Chris Lupay coming back, uh, helping me preview the upcoming NBA season. Um, like I said, I apologize for the um, technical difficulties Tuesday night, but glad y'all, you know, glad to make it through this podcast. Um, happy to get you get it over with, get it done. Speaking of the Knicks, there were up three earlier. Um, on the Cavaliers, and now they're up nine. Five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Hey, pretty happy about that. But uh, anyway, this is Scott Burks coming at you with the Clown Hour. Thank you for listening. Take care. 06, peace out. Good night.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.